0: Ross Tucker Football Podcast. It is a finish strong Friday, a picks Friday, a winner's Friday presented by DraftKings. As you know, we love all of you, but especially any of you that just do something teeny tiny little extra that might help us out a little bit. The winners, Mike Singletary. I want winners. I want people that want to win. I want people to spread the word via social media like Keith Cleveland. Keith's got Instagram stories with clips from the show talking about clips he loves from the show and saying how much he loves. I shared one of Keith's stories on my story at Ross Tucker NFL on Instagram. I don't even know how to do that. I'm not as good at Instagram as I am Twitter, although I do post the press box food and the daddy's sodas and stuff. And I will be doing that this weekend as I've got a crazy travel schedule. By the way, I should be meeting not one but two Tuckheads in person over the next couple of days, which is amazing. I'm looking forward to that. Um, really looking forward to that. But at any rate, shout out to Keith Cleveland. He's the spread the word winner. Those Instagram stories were amazing, Keith. Hit me up with an email with your address, Ross at com, as well as exactly what you want uh, from a press press box pass, press pass, or uh, signed picture card, whatever you want. That was awesome. Sponsor confirmation email winner. How about Bo Troutman? Bo took advantage of the DraftKings deal that I mentioned yesterday. So, Bo, let me know what you want as well. But DraftKings, you know, I, don't, I always mention DraftKings every show. I don't mention their deals all the time. They always have a bunch of them. By the way, I had an awesome boost uh, Monday night for Georgia for the national championship game. I might have another boost on Sunday over at DraftKings. You might want to keep an eye on that. Little, little word to the wise on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. They're letting me boost. I'm loving every minute of it. Anyway, Bo Troutman, let me know what you want. Signed picture, card, whatever. Ross at RossTucker.com. And then the YouTube shout-out, which I think is really cool. I mean, look, the, the press box pass is very unique and cool. But a YouTube video, I do a video and post a link to YouTube, but you have it. Like You you get the video uh, for whoever you want. Shout-out for yourself, your your children, your fantasy buddies, whatever it is. So all you have to do is go to youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL and then go ahead and uh, subscribe, hit the thumbs up, and then make any comment, and boom, you get a great chance to get a video shout-out from me. So congratulations to Mike Kinney. Mike, I saw your YouTube comments. Love it. Love Courtney Davenport being the latest patron, patreon.com slash rt media let's keep it rolling i love the patrons because they're part of the private slack channel they're the tuckheads, which those are my peeps that i communicate with every day patreon.com slash rt media love being able to to hang with you guys uh, online and sometimes in person like i'm hopefully going to do the next couple days it's big show time the big show
1: Good morning, Ross. Well, since no Thursday night game to break down from yesterday, uh, instead on the big show, let's talk about any of the news that stood out from yesterday.
0: Well, right. So um, there's two things. Number one, you know, Chris Ballard, the Colts general manager, did his end-of-the-year press conference, and he was fired up about not making the playoffs, as you might imagine. And he was very clear that, when he was asked about Carson Wentz, that he was not going to get into who would or who would not be back next year. I guess I don't really understand who the Colts are going to get that's better than Carson Wentz, having a, a full off season there and being with the Colts another year. Maybe they just don't think it's tenable. Maybe they bring in another option. To compete with Wentz? I don't know, like a Trubisky or something. I, I don't know who that would be. But he certainly didn't commit to Carson Wentz being the starting quarterback next year. That's for sure. That they are very open to it not being Carson Wentz next year. Although with the money he's owed, I don't really know who else is available that they would get that's better. Uh the musical chairs at quarterback should be interesting this off season. Biggest news though, Bri is the Texans firing David Cully. So David Cully, who I thought did an excellent job for the Houston Texans, you know, now listen, I know people in Houston that they're, they said, listen, we won four games. We were supposed to win four games and they're not as high on David Cully when I've talked to them. So I I get that. Um, I guess I just thought they were playing better towards the end of the year. I didn't, I know Vegas win total was four games. I wasn't sure they were going to get there. And it felt like they hired him with the idea that there was a pretty good chance he'd be one and done, with the idea that it was going to be a bad one year, like a rebuilding year. And they wanted almost a sacrificial lamb to come in. Now, supposedly, he's getting $22 million. I don't know how many years left. There was a report that he only had two years guaranteed on his contract, but somehow he's getting reportedly $22 million. I don't know. It feels like the truth uh, lies in the middle somewhere there a little bit. So certainly I don't feel that bad for him. Please anyone hire me to coach any bad team for a year and then fire me with $22 million. Like, are you kidding me? I mean, he just changed everything for his family for generations with that deal. So good for David Culley, but it does feel like it was an awkward situation that he was put into at best. And it certainly feels like Nick Casario is going to go ahead and he's going to hire one of his New England buddies, whether that's Brian Flores or Gerard Mayo or maybe even Josh McDaniels going to hire one of those guys to come into Houston because obviously I think he thinks that those guys are better coaches than David Culley. And they know that next year they got to start to show progress and, and win.
1: Before we get into these games this weekend, planes, trains, and automobiles, Ross, what's your travel schedule going to be like?
0: Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I like kind of peeling back the curtain a little bit. I'll drive halfway a little over halfway today to Corning, New York. I talked about that earlier in the week. By the way, I got several emails from people with some food recommendations uh, and beer recommendations in Corning, New York, which I appreciate. So, um, I'll drive, you know, almost halfway today, um, and then I will drive, you know, the remaining two hours tomorrow. I'll get to the stadium in time to maybe say hi to uh, one of the Tuckheads, Jan Lehman, looking forward to hopefully saying hi to Jan outside the stadium before I walk in. And then I'll watch the Raiders-Bengals game from the booth, call that game. Then I'll drive back to Corning, New York tomorrow night, you know, about two hours, hopefully get to bed by 2 a.m., maybe sleep till 6 a.m., and then drive the remaining three hours back home to Pennsylvania uh, where I, you know, where I live, get there by nine. Do Eagles pregame from ten to one. I will uh, probably then try to wake up and like work out while I watch the first half of the Eagles game, and then uh, eventually drive down to the Philadelphia airport, fly to LA. Um, be nice to watch the games while I'm on the plane, and then be able to do the Rams and the Cardinals on the sideline Monday night. And then take the red eye back, land in Philadelphia Tuesday morning, and uh get home and at some point get some sleep. Not Tuesdays, Tuesdays I have jam-packed days, but at
1: some point get some sleep. Nice. Nice. All right. Before once again, before we get to these games, gotta ask you, in the past you've said that the divisional round of the NFL playoffs was your favorite or the best weekend. Now, with the extra game here, is the super wild card weekend the best in the NFL?
0: Probably. I think I'll know more Tuesday morning, Bry, with the new format. You know, two Saturday, three Sunday, one Monday night. Man, you're adding a Sunday night game, which they didn't used to have, and a Monday night game, which they didn't used to have. That's pretty nice that's pretty nice to add you know two more games like that two more night games sunday night monday night plus you've got the the two seeds in each conference playing now whereas before you didn't so you got the chiefs and the bucks the two teams that in the super bowl last year so yeah i think it probably is better than the divisional round because you got two more games and you got everybody playing but the packers and the titans so it probably is the best weekend in football now Speaking of the best, AutoZone is the best. And I'll be spending at least 5, 10, 14, 14 hours in my car over the next four days. Thank goodness my interior is in good shape because of places like my dudes AutoZone. By the way, they have the best cleaning products, which is why my car always smells good, even if I don't. Always smell good. The bottom line is, we all spend a lot of time inside our vehicle. So make the most of it and upgrade your ride. Need an interior upgrade fast? AutoZone has more ways for you to get it however you want it, like free next day delivery, free same day store pickup. The choice is yours. Make AutoZone your one stop car interior shop. They carry the best products from the best brands at the right price. Get in the zone, auto zone. Want to know which team is
1: going to win every single game on Sunday? Then listen up. All right, let's start off with the Raiders at the Bengals.
0: Really like the Bengals in this game. Um, you know, I've, I've called three Raiders games since Thanksgiving. They've won all three. I'm like the Raiders' good luck charm. They've won four in a row. I'm incredibly impressed with how they've fared in close games. Six walk-off wins, four overtime wins. It's incredible. The problem is, I don't know that this is going to be that close of a game. I think the Bengals are going to come out flying around. Now, I thought Greg made a good point yesterday. And it is one of the keys to the game. Max Crosby... Quentin Jefferson, Yannick Ngakwe, whose name I just love saying, they gotta beat the Bengals O-line. They gotta get to Joe Burrow. That is their, that's the Raiders' best chance. It really is. Because otherwise, I think, I think they're gonna be a tired defense. I'm sure Bisaccia, you know, didn't run them very much this week and has them resting as much as possible so that they're ready to fly around on Saturday. But, Man, that's just such a, as we said on the Even Money podcast, it's such a bad spot for the Raiders, playing late Sunday night overtime. Now they're the first game Saturday on the road. Bengals didn't play their guys. The Bengals should be a fresher, healthier team. I think that place, I'm, I'm excited, frankly, for Bengals fans and the excitement that they're going to have in that stadium should be incredible, and I I just think the Bengals probably win this one, uh, maybe even by a decent amount. I, I think this ends up being like twenty seven seventeen. The Bengals get their first playoff win. I think it's thirty years, thanks to. Uh, by the way, this is my nickname for him. I'm, I'm testing something out here, Brian. Let me know. Let me know what you think. You know how? Did you hear me say this already? I don't think so. You know how Joe Montana was Joe cool? Yeah. You know how Burrow has a lot of like swag to him? You know, he's very, very confident. I want to call him Joe cocky. And I don't mean cocky in a bad way. I mean, like, I just think he's Joe, I think he's got a little swag to him, and I love it. I, I love it, by the way. So Joe Cocky should be his nickname. The problem is a lot of people have a negative connotation of cocky. I, I really don't, uh, especially not if you're a professional athlete. you got to be a little cocky, man. I mean, like, the, you have to be to be able to play at a high level at that level. So anyway, let me know what you think of that nickname on social media at Ross Tucker NFL twenty seven seventeen 17 bangles.
1: Why don't you just say Joe swag?
0: Ooh, yeah, it's a good point. I guess I thought I needed a C because it was Joe cool. So I thought I needed Joe cocky. That's a great point. I'm a moron, Bri. Joe swag is way better than, than Joe cocky Bri. That's, I'm stealing that from you and not even giving you credit. That's amazing. Joe swag. Uh, that's amazing. Love it. Bryce. Right. You know what? what? Every couple weeks you contribute some value. It's amazing. Oh, thank
1: you. I, I appreciate it. I save them up for all at once. Uh, Patriots <laughs> bills.
0: All right. So, um, I like the bills to win the game. Now I think it's going to be a good game. I think bills fans are nervous. Rightfully so, they should be nervous because it's tough to beat a team back-to-back games. The Patriots saw that the last time. And by the way, the, you know, the last game was Mac Jones' worst game of the season and maybe Josh Allen's best game of the season. So I don't know how that makes you feel if you are a Bills fan going into this one. That said, the Bills are just playing better right now. I mean, the Patriots have won one of their last four games. Mac Jones has not played great. I think they. I got to check my notes. I think they might only have one sack in the last four games. They're just not playing as well. Meanwhile, the Bills—they're running it better with Devin Singletary. Their defense is on a tear. I've read some things about the the cold temperatures not being as big a factor in scoring as you would think. I don't really care. I don't think it's a high scoring game. I think it's an awesome game. I think it's like 20 to 17, the Bills. And frankly, I just have more faith in Josh Allen to come through with the clutch play late than I do in Mac Jones. So I'll go 20 to 17 Bills, something like that. And I'll also tell you about overcoming the odds. Rewriting the playbook, delivering under pressure, the MVPs of small business lead their teams to victory all year long, Visa is proud to provide playmakers everywhere with more tools to help grow their business and help them achieve even greater success. Because the more people we can empower, the more we all win. Visa, a network working for everyone.
1: Next game, it's the Philadelphia Eagles at the Super Bowl champion, Tampa Bay Buccaneers.
0: Right, and there are some things that are trending the Eagles' way in this one. Uh, Number one, you know, the Bucs are a little bit more beat up, although Levante David practiced, so it looks like the Bucs are getting most of their guys back, but still no Godwin, obviously no Antonio Brown. Uh, The Eagles should be very fresh after sitting pretty much all their guys Against the Cowboys last week, they should be very fresh. They should be very healthy. And the weather. This is another game, Bri, where the weather should be a major factor in the game. It's supposed to be 20 to 30 mile an hour winds. It's supposed to be raining. That is good for the Eagles. That is really good. The bigger the wind, the better. Because the Eagles are a better running team. You know, the there's still some injuries for the Bucks, I think Ronald Jones is doubtful among them, although they do have Leonard Fournette. So, and I think the Eagles are a much better team than when the first time these two teams matched up. So I think the weather actually gives the Eagles a pretty decent chance here. I'm surprised that the betting line has gone the other way. I'm just noticing right now the betting line's up to 95 Uh, Which I look at just to know if I should make it a lot, you know, if I think it's a lock of the week or if it's an underdog. So, I like uh, I like the Bucks to win the game. Here's the thing: there's a lot in the Eagles' favor. I think that they'll try to run it and have some success with it. But this is one of those say it out loud games, Bry. Say it out loud: Nick Sirianni and Jalen Hurts in their first playoff games ever as head coach and quarterback go on the road to beat Tom Brady and the defending Super Bowl champion Bucks. it just doesn't really sound right. Uh, And it's hard to imagine it happening, even if the weather is in their favor. So I like the Eagles to uh, cover the spread. I like the Eagles. I think it to be a close game, closer game, but I don't think the Eagles are gonna be able to pull it off. It's still Tom Brady. He'll still find a way, even if there's wind or whatever. Twenty-four twenty bucks. I do think it'll be a good game, though. Uh, I think the Eagles will give him a heck of a game, but I think the I think the Bucs will ultimately win. Twenty four twenty bucks.
1: San Francisco 49ers at the Dallas Cowboys.
0: So we talked about this on the Even Money podcast, and I thought Greg made a pretty good point yesterday talking about the front seven, really front six, for the Niners and how well they're playing. i got to tell you, Brian, I think the 49ers win the game. As Fezzik pointed out on the Even Money podcast, they are undervalued. You know, they're 10-7. and Jimmy Garoppolo missed two starts. They lost both those games. They also, by the way, lost a couple games where he got hurt during the game. Like the Titans game. So I think the tit- that And not only that, Debo Samuel missed at least one, maybe two games. They lost that one, I think. They had a couple of games. That- so my point is, is, when they have all their guys, especially Jimmy G, Elijah Mitchell, and Debo Samuel, Niners record's pretty darn good. It looks like they'll get Trent Williams back for this one. And you don't even need to take my word for it anymore that... The Cowboys aren't playing great, or don't feel great about themselves. There's absolutely no reason for the Cowboys to have played their starters into the fourth quarter last Saturday night against the Eagles' practice squad guys, unless they didn't feel real good about themselves. That they, they—I don't know if they're trying to build up their confidence. I don't know if they're trying to get more into a rhythm going into the playoffs. Whatever you want to, however you want to describe it. The Cowboys playing their starters into the fourth quarter of that game says a lot about a lot. And as a result, I I agree. I don't think they're playing great. I think Gallup's a loss. I think the 49ers get after Dak Prescott. I think they are able to run the ball. I think the 49ers get the upset. Man, I think there might even be a lot of Niners fans at the game. Man, the Cowboys are going to be up set Cowboys fans if they lose this game after the way the season looked multiple times but that's exactly what I think is going to happen. I think this is an awesome game. I think it is 24-23 Niners doggies, Bri. Ross is underdog underdog of the week.
1: Don't think we're going underdog on this next game, the Steelers at the Chiefs.
0: Yeah, I don't think that they have survivor pools in the playoffs. Maybe they do. Maybe you can do a a playoff survivor pool, which would be fun to do, actually. They should do that. We should do that, Brian. They should do that. At any rate, um, I have a tough time coming up with a way in which the Steelers win the game. I mean, you guys know. You listen to my power rankings. I still think the Chiefs are the best team in the NFL, And I think the Steelers have some major, major issues. You know, the the formula for the Steelers winning this game is like a strip sack or two by T.J. Watt. Maybe for a defensive touchdown. Maybe Minka Fitzpatrick gets like a pick six. You know, on offense, they do take a couple vertical shots every once in a while. Maybe they're able to get a vertical shot down the field to one of their guys, I don't know, man. I'm kind of grasping at straws here. Maybe Claypool comes up with a big play because I don't think – now, the Chiefs get a lot of pressure, but it doesn't hurt the Steelers because they do all those underneath routes, but I don't know. I I don't have a great formula for how the Steelers win this game. I think Ben's going to be under pressure. I think he's going to dink and dunk, and the Chiefs are going to be all over it. I don't think the Steelers' defense is going to be able to stop the Chiefs' offense. I think this has the potential to be another ugly one. Uh, I'll say, I don't know, 27-13. Could be 30-13. And uh, you can pretty much lock the Chiefs up, Bri.
1: Your survivor slash knockout slash whatever you call it. Pick of the week. And last but not least, the Arizona Cardinals at the Los Angeles Rams. So before I get to that
0: game, which I'll be on the sideline for, Kurt Warner will be in the booth. Should be awesome. I should mention briefly, it's January 14th. Which means we are exactly one month away from Valentine's Day. Which is a perfect time to tell you guys, don't be procrastinators in 2022. Be proactive. Be proactivators. Go to MyFrontPageStory.com dot now if you haven't already, and get the greatest Valentine's Day gift for your spouse ever. I guarantee it will be the your, your spouse's favorite gift they ever got for Valentine's Day. My front page story. Dot com. I've seen so many of these videos and stuff coming in recently, and the tweets we get, it's really, really cool. Really cool. Um, speaking of cool, I think this will be a good game. Ultimately, I'm going to go with the Rams. I just think they've been playing better down the stretch. i got to check my notes, but I think they won five in a row before they lost to the Niners in overtime Sunday. Meanwhile, the Cardinals have only won one of their last five games. Does that mean anything Monday night? No, probably not, but it just tells you what these teams are like coming into this weekend. It just tells you, gives you a better feel for how they're playing. Um, Certainly, I think the Cardinals will pull out all the stops as it relates to Kyler Murray and his legs. They have to. Both their running backs are banged up, so they kind of have to. But I don't think it'll be enough. Uh, I don't. I don't know that JJ Watt will play. Um, maybe he will, but if he does, I don't know how effective he'll be. Um, I think the Weddle story is amazing. I'll be curious to see how much he plays. If he plays, if he plays well, but I like. Um, I, I like the 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 Rams to win. What I think will be a pretty close game. I wouldn't be surprised if the Cardinals were able to cover the spread. Feels like twenty seven twenty four. Higher scoring game, close game. Somebody's getting their first playoff win. Uh, Might as well be Matthew Stafford. Although it does feel like there's a lot of pressure on Stafford and Sean McVay. You know, it would not be a good look if after the big trade, you go backwards. Last year, they got to the divisional round. Last year, they won a playoff game. You go backwards, that would be a bad, bad sign for McVay, Stafford, and the boys. Shout outs, Pizza Boy Brewing. Sporticulture, Vision Comics with an X, HumanHeadNYC.com, and SteakhouseSports.com. Love all of our patrons, Patreon.com slash RT Media, all the Tuckheads especially, and the I Think We're Done Here members to get a shout out for their biz at the end of every show. Pretty darn cool. If you haven't already, check out the other shows this week, even Money, any of the RTFPs you might have missed, Certainly Fantasy Feast. Joe is awesome. By the way, even if you're not into fantasy football or you're not into betting, those are just different ways to look at these same games. It's pretty cool. I think you'd enjoy it. Uh, Give it a try if you haven't. I think we're done here.